Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Did you know that Black and White Sports is the largest independently owned conservative sports brand in the world? We have over 125,000 subscribers on YouTube and over 39 million views. Our episodes get more views than most ESPN programming every single day. And now we have exploded on podcast. We brought our episodes to podcast for you to enjoy at work, school, in the car, on the beach, wherever you choose to consume our audio. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Breaker. Subscribe now. Also, you can help sponsor the podcast for as little as 99 cents per month. The link is in the description on with the show. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observant have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company, and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four-week emergency food kit, which will keep you well-fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks, totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money. From going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup. Add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee. Mix it up. Use whipped cream, sugar, monk fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi Coffee delivered to you today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. 
The main event starts now. All right, black and white sports fans. We're living in crazy times. You guys already know that because a lot of our topics we talk about is pretty crazy here on this channel. But uh, I must say that I have lost pretty much all faith in institutions of higher learning. I really have. And I'm someone that actually has two degrees, undergrad and a master's degree. And I've lost complete faith almost in institutions of higher learning because we have seen how wokeness has pretty much taken over these universities. And we're living in an era now where everything is deemed to be offensive. Folks, an actual rock was deemed to be racist and it was actually removed because a rock was racist. I'm not making this up. I'm really not making this up, folks. This is the kind of craziness and the crazy times we're living in right now. So that brings us to Valparaiso University, the Crusaders, or should I say the institution, the university formerly known as the Crusaders, because now if you go to a sporting event at Valparaiso, they will not be the Crusaders. Why, you may ask? Well, I'm glad you asked. It has now been deemed offensive and racist. I'm not making this up, guys. Check this out here. Valparaiso U releases new nickname after dropping Crusaders because it was too violent. Crazy. Valparaiso University, located in Landlot, Valparaiso, Indiana, announced Tuesday that the school will now be nicknamed The Beacons after it dropped Crusaders as its previous nickname because it made some at the school think of violence and, quote, aggressive religious oppression. And what is this uh, religious oppression? That would actually be the Crusades that happened in like the early uh, 1100s, somewhere around there, where you had the Christians and the Muslims, you know, fighting over Jerusalem. Yeah. So they have now canceled that because of the fight between the Crusaders, who are Christians. And by the way, folks, guess what? Valparaiso is supposed to be a Christian university, you know, run by Lutherans. But now they have bent the knee to wokeness. It goes on here, it says, quote, we are beacons. The school announced via social media channels, adding this nickname directly connects to our motto in thy light. We see light. The interim school president, Colette Irwin Knott, said in February that Valpo had to act because the nickname had been used by hate groups. So they're going to let hate groups win the culture war over their name. So they're perfectly okay letting the quote-unquote racist take over their name. It says this, quote, Unfortunately, the crusader and his symbol, symbols related to the crusades, have been embraced and displayed by hate groups, Urban Knott told the New York Times. In fact, the newspaper of the KKK carries the name The Crusader, and this is not something we want to be connected with Valparaiso University in any way. Oh, my goodness. Now, guys, I don't know about you, but when I think of Crusader, does the Klan actually come to mind? No, absolutely not. I can't think of anybody that thinks of the Klan when they think of Crusaders. When I hear the name Crusaders, yeah, I think of the actual Crusades that happened. And if you are 
a student at Valparaiso University or a fan, you're thinking of their mascot. But oh no, even on OutKick, it says, right? Because the first thing people thought of when they heard of the Valparaiso Crusaders was a KKK newspaper. Guys, the Klan is pretty much irrelevant right now. I can't think of the Klan having that much power to where people actually think of Crusaders and the Klan and think of that over Valparaiso. I just don't get it. It's it's ridiculous. But they even say it's sort of like people in Minnesota thinking of the use of master bedroom and real estate listing is a huge trigger. You know what? It is now, too. They're going after master bedroom and all that because they have now deemed that racist. Folks, everything is racist today. This is ridiculous. So now they call themselves the beacons. Now, guys, we know if this keeps going on like this, the word beacon will be deemed racist one day, too. I mean, you will never, ever be able to please the woke mob. But it says here, but here we go. Here we are with the school becoming the beacons and getting a fresh new logo. That looks absolutely terrible, folks. It does. But Outkick even gives a history lesson here. Now for a Valparaiso University history lesson and its real connection to the KKK. The school can change its name all it wants, but it can't change the fact that the school was nearly taken over by the Klan in 1923. In the end, the Klan had trouble coming up with the $350,000 to buy the campus and the $1 million that was offered up as an endowment. By 1925, the Lutherans swooped in and saved the financially ruined school and brought it back from such financial straits that leadership nearly sold it all to the Klan. So that is the history that the Lutherans, the Christians, came in and saved the university. And now this school has deemed the Crusaders a Christian name to be offensive, offensive because of what happened with uh, happened with the uh, Crusades with the Muslims. Now, what they don't want to talk about is the Muslims is also, you know, fought the uh, the Christians as well. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a history lesson here. I'm kind of a history buff myself. If you look at the Eastern Roman Empire, 1453, which is known as the Byzantine Empire, it was Christian. Guess who destroyed the empire? It was the Muslim Turks. Is anybody calling for the cancellation of uh, the Turkish people today? It's, it's completely ridiculous, but I digress. But you can see here, this is uh, Valparaiso University's uh, statement here. Uh, talking about we are the beacons now. This is just completely insane, guys, completely insane. But I'm not surprised with the crazy times we're living in right now where every single thing has been deemed offensive. I don't know what they're actually teaching at these universities. I really don't know. But uh, as somebody that's been in um, in colleges, you know, left this um academics and uh, professors, you know, they have definitely taken over the school system. It's gotten completely out of hand. I mean, I studied economics and one thing they push in economics is definitely uh, the teachings of uh, John Maynard Keynes, Keynes and economics, which is a leftist economics. He was a liberal, but I digress. But what do you guys think of this? What do you guys think of Valparaiso University dropping the name Crusaders? So when you go to a football game, go to a basketball game, you will not see the Crusaders anymore. You have to adopt to the Beacons. I don't know what that new mascot looks like. I really don't. This is completely ridiculous, but it's not surprising. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. 
Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for our Black and White Sports. We're going to talk about this controversy with Lewis Branson and the Dinger team mascot for the Colorado Rockies. We're doing another follow-up on that because this outfielder for the Rockies has come out and said that he feels like the Rockies should have to change the mascot name now. It's absolutely ridiculous. And he tripled down on the fact that he still thinks this guy said the N-word. By the way, they have gotten to the guy to talk to him about it. And he's devastated by this. He's absolutely devastated. That's who I feel sorry for at this point. Because now... You have this Rocky, uh, this Marlins player that won't shut up. He said, I listened to it all these times, and I still think it's the N-word. Well, possibly. It's like Jason Whitlock is saying. Possibly these people want it to be the N-word. Maybe they want this social media fury. At this point, look, if you can't find racism, let's make some up. Let's make it up and bring it into the fold here and let it blow up on social media. Why? People get paid off that. Let's not get confused, okay? Because I'm not going to be on, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh I don't know who the hell Lewis Brinson was. I didn't know this guy's name, and now I do. Okay? And it's because of this story. I mean, let's be real. I mean, now all of a sudden this guy's a household name. And, uh, look, if he thought he heard that initially, okay. But then after an investigation, after all this other stuff, you got to triple down on it? You know, there is somebody else out there paying the price for this right now. Uh, in case you're wondering, this kind of makes me mad. It does. The fact that this guy keeps this story brewing is, is ridiculous. And now, because of something he falsely heard... The Rockies have to jump out there and change their mascot name? Really? Lewis Brinson says it's time to retire Dinger. Or at least change the Rockies mascot name. Explaining the Colorado character's moniker is just too similar to the N-word. Dinger has been a, a alternative term for home run for how long exactly? Forever. Since I was a teenager. I know since I was playing baseball in Little League that Dinger was a term for a home run. This is stupid. The Miami Marlins outfielder spoke in depth with reporters on Monday. This is kind of what we talked about yesterday. And this is what he said. It seems his solution to the issue is that created at Curse Field would be for the Rockies to just move on from the mascot name. The mascot's current name. Quote, Maybe change the mascot name. It sounds a little similar, especially on video. How many times do you have to listen to that audio, dude? If you missed it, many believe the fan behind the plate 
repeatedly called Brinson the N-word. Once again, everybody in that crowd would have been going insane. Insane. Both teams broadcast picked up the audio, and it seemed bad. After an investigation, though, they confirmed the fan did not say the N-word. But rather, he was screaming for the team's mascot, Dinger, which, by the way, after they talked to the fan, he said, I wanted to get a picture with the mascot and my, and my I think his grandkids this is so stupid well Jason Whitlock we all know Jason he's got a YouTube channel fearless go subscribe he's on podcast I usually listen to him on podcast and it's also fearless so go subscribe to that he was on with Tucker last night Jason Whitlock and Tucker Carlson bashed the media for Rocky's dinger controversy People mine for racism like it's gold. Absolutely. They're out there with a shovel. They're uh, shuffling the water back and forth through the rocks to see if they see a shiny piece of racism pop out. Conservative sports columnist Jason Whitlock joined Tucker Carlson on Fox News Tuesday night to rally against what he believes is a gold rush for racism. According to Whitlock, the gold rust was exemplified by Sunday's dinger controversy in in the Major League Baseball arena. I added that extra because I just screwed that all up. Racism is now the new gold, and people mined for racism gold the same way they mined for gold in 1840s and 1850s, Whitlock claimed. The people who are really benefiting are actually the people that are exploiting the miners. Blaze contributor told Carlson, and I believe that's social media. I believe that's Twitter. I believe that's Facebook. They're feasting over this racial division that they're promoting, and it's no different than the gold rush. Whitlock preached his stance after false race racial allegations against a Colorado Rockies fan last weekend were escalated on social media. Social media is what's killing all of this. Twitter and Facebook, but especially Twitter. With Twitter, it is like an unbelievable, it is like blood in the water. It's like piranhas. It's ridiculous. And I look at these comments and some of these posts. These people are complete lunatics. They blame racism on everything. Trump supporter, racism. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, they kill Jason Whitlock. They act like he's a white supremacist when Jason Whitlock is black. It's ridiculous. Whitlock preached his stance after false racial allegations against a Colorado fan last weekend were escalated on social media. With Lewis Brinson at the plate for the Miami Marlins, shouts of what sounded like a racial slur emerged from the crowd. After they were repeatedly heard on TV broadcast. The shouts were believed to be racial taunts at Brinson, who is black. Less than 24 hours later, the Rockies confirmed the best-case scenario. The fan at Coors Field was yelling, Dinger, quote, Dinger, for the team's purple dinosaur mascot, and it was not the alleged racial slur. Whitlock blamed corporate media and social media for what claims was an example of, quote, racism gold. They've set up this game where everybody rushes out for a desperate hunt to find this racism gold, and it's really not scarce, but it's just hard to find. Whitlock said it's costly to produce and point to 
and says it contributes to systematic racism because that's been changed by laws and rules. But this racism has a goal. Through social media, it's making people wealthy and they are exploiting the rest of us. We're victims of this. Whitlock ran in to feel the controversy. Those with traditional American values, we talked about that. Those who believe in God, we've talked about that. Those who believe in the founding documents of this country, we've talked about that. We have come together and we need have to come together and take our country back. Proceeding to excite Carlson, who says, you're making my heart beat. Well, you're making all of our hearts beat, Jason. Okay, so he's right. He's right. I mean, it's these kind of claims. It's utterly ridiculous. And I'm sorry, but I think a lot of these people make this stuff up so they can try to become more famous. All right? In other words, if I decide to have a controversy, all of a sudden I'll become a household name like Gwen Berry. Did we know who Gwen Berry was prior to the fact that this bee got out there and disrespected the national anthem and turned her back to the to the flag? No, we didn't know her from anybody. We didn't. Gwen Berry turned into this social justice hero, supposedly. Lewis Brinson will probably become one, even though it's a completely made-up BS story from him. And i got to be honest with you. Not only did were there various videos that came out that showed the fan up close and what he was doing, but I listened to the actual TV broadcast. You can tell the fan is saying dinger on it. He, I mean, I don't know what Lewis thinks he heard, and I don't know why in the world he is saying, I listened to it 50 or 60 times, and I'm still hearing the N-word. Well, at what point do we just say you want to hear it? I mean, really, that's what you're looking for. That's what you're looking to hear. Why? So you can be mad. I mean, let's be honest. Okay? Um, and now you think the Rockies, who have had this mascot, should change their name over the fact that you're wrong. It's ridiculous. This is so stupid. This is so stupid. And yeah, Jason Whitlock's right. A lot of corporations and a lot of social media entities and... Twitter and places like that, they're making a fortune off this crap. Let's be real. Patrice Colors, anybody? Four houses, anybody? What does that say? Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Peace them out. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into. Black and white sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Oh boy, black and white sports fans. We're going to be talking about Undisputed with Skip and Shannon. Because if you guys did not see the segment of uh, Undisputed today, second hour, when Skip and Shannon were talking about the Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy's speech actually and both of them ripped him for the speech. They said the man is unmotivational. Skip even said that uh, the Cowboys are going to have to overcome him. Neither one of those guys are a fan of Mike McCarthy. When it comes to being a head coach, they believe he has ridden the coattails of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. So I don't know what's going to happen with the Cowboys this season, but folks, we got some fireworks at the end of that segment. 
on Undisputed because Skip Bayless, he actually took a personal shot at the weight of Mike McCarthy. Now, guys, we know he is a he's a big guy. He has a stomach. He's not in the best of shape. Now, Skip Bayless, he's going to be 70 years old, I believe, in like December or something like that later on this year. And that man is in shape. Now, this guy, 69 years old, and he is ripped. He takes care of his body. He watches what he eats. I remember Skip actually said that um, he hasn't missed a day of cardio, I believe, since like 1998. The man is a workout warrior. He keeps himself in tremendous shape. Mike McCarthy, not so much. Now, I do believe that people that keep themselves in shape the way that Skip does, maybe they don't understand how hard it is for people that don't live the lifestyle like they do, that are just, um, you know, workout aholics, I guess you can call it. Mike McCarthy, clearly not a physical specimen, but he is the head coach. And Skip Bayless said, Mike McCarthy, he's just a bit too heavy, and I think he was probably being generous with that. He said he should at least look the part. He was fat shaming a man on live TV, and Jenny Taft did not appreciate Skip Bayless taking that shot at Mike McCarthy. So we're going to be talking about that in this video, guys. Jenny Taft goes off on Skip Bayless in fiery, undisputed feud. And this is on the New York Post here. Now. I could read all this. I'm not going to read it. I basically just told you what happened. We need to watch the clip because this clip gives you more context rather than me just actually. Reading the words. You have to look at the facial expression on Jenny Taft's face. So that's what we're going to do here, guys. And she is not happy whatsoever with Skip Bayless. You know, they're trying to go to a commercial break. She's getting her take in. Skip Bayless is sticking by his gun. Skip Bayless. He's always going to say what's on his mind. No matter how offensive it is to some people. But Jenny Taft, she let him know. So she didn't appreciate uh, Skip Bayless taking a personal personal shot at Mike McCarthy. And you can see uh, Shannon Sharp in this clip. He se- it seems like he's trying to be the peacemaker in a way. But even he was agreeing with uh, with uh, Skip Bayless because, you know, Shannon Sharp is in tremendous shape as well. At uh, how old is Shannon? 51, I believe. Uh, Skip is 69. I mean, they're all in great shape. OK, but let's check out this 30 second ending to that segment. Here we go. I don't think that's a fair shot. Is either. everyone that's who's a opinion. good coach yeah. as fit as you, mm. Skip? Mm. I don't think that's a fair shot uh, whatsoever. I wouldn't want. I said it was a personal preference. And I wouldn't want him to be my head coach. That have not had the yeah. perfect ideal physique, including yeah. my college coach. Mm. So I don't think that's a fair mm. shot. Okay. And I'm allowed Next. to have an opinion, yep. Skip. I am allowed mm-hmm. to say whatever okay. I want to say on this show, okay, as guys, you do too. We're the team. You see, Shannon Sharp's trying to be the peacemaker there. But look at her face. She is not happy with Skip. Wow. Says maybe I have more to say. Yes. 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 Listen, let's kind of go. I'm going to watch this one more time, guys. One more time. Uninterrupted. Well, I don't think that's a fair shot. Is either. everyone that's who's a good coach yeah. as fit as you, mm. Skip? 
Hmm. I don't think that's a fair shot whatsoever. Uh, I wouldn't want. I said it was a personal preference, I've and I wouldn't want him to be my head coach. That have not had the yeah. perfect ideal physique, including yeah. my college coach. Hmm. So I don't think that's a fair hmm. shot. Okay. And I'm allowed Next. to have an opinion, yep. Skip. I am allowed mm-hmm. to say whatever okay. I want to say on this show, okay, as you do too. We're We're team. Team. We're team. We'll join us uh, and react no. to Westbrook's You're comment, and maybe I have no. more to say. Yes. Yes. Wow. Wow, guys. So that is the way the segment ended on Undisputed today. I don't think I've actually ever seen Jenny Taft get mad like that at a skip. I don't know what actually happened after they came back from commercial break. Not really sure. They probably moved on to the next topic. But man, you can tell she was pissed. She was not happy with Skip whatsoever and his comments. uh, Fat shaming um, Mike McCarthy. But Skip is a he's a diehard Cowboys fan. I am, too. He's not a fan of the Cowboys, you know, not winning a Super Bowl in the last, what, 26? This will be 27 years going on right now. I know the struggle, man. I know the struggle. But I mean, even I wouldn't take a shot at uh, his weight. I just wouldn't. But then at that, I'm not in Skip Baylor's kind of shape. I don't know if I'll ever be in that kind of shape. This man eats right, works out a lot. And Mike McCarthy, you know, he just he doesn't really work out like that. But he is a head coach. I mean, Andy Reid looks the same as Mike McCarthy, and he's won the Super Bowl. Now he does have Patrick Mahomes too, just like Mike McCarthy had Aaron Rodgers. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this, black and white sports fans? Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use mump fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup, add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee, mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, mump fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today. You're tuning into... Black and white sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Live. We're going to talk about Tim Tebow because an update has come out regarding how Tebow is doing in training camp and the fact that Tim Tebow might have a shot to make the final roster. That's right. The fact is, Tebow is performing right now. 
Now, of course, he's had a lot of critics out there. Chris Sims, uh, Pete Presco of CBS Sports. A lot of people have been on Tim Tebow. Even going so far as to say, well, Tebow's got another chance because of white privilege. We all know how idiotic that crap is. Well, here we go. This is from Bleacher Report, and it's got further down in the story, which I'm going to read the whole thing, mainly to give you context if you have not been keeping up with Tebow with us on the channel or if you're new to the channel or whatever. Make sure you hit subscribe uh, here and also our main channel, Black and White Sports. Well, uh, it'll give you some context, and then we'll get down to a report from ESPN, which is kind of interesting. Uh, with how Tebow is faring right now. Tim Tebow will make his critics eat their words after final roster cuts. Tebow mania has some life in Jacksonville. When the Jaguars signed Tim Tebow to a one-year contract, overwhelming majority gave him no shot to make the 53-man roster. He hasn't played a regular season game since 2012. On top of that, the former quarterback will convert to a new position at tight end at age 34. In Tebow's last performance on the NFL field, he completed 11 of 17 for 189, two touchdowns and an interception in week four of 2015 preseason. Two days later, the Philadelphia Eagles cut him. In August 2016, Tebow went public with his intentions to play baseball. He spent most of his time with the Mets in the minor league system. February 2021, he announced his retirement. By the way, it has always been my feeling that Tebow knew he was coming back to the NFL when he decided to do that. Tebow's football journey came full circle when he inked a deal with the Jaguars, reuniting with head coach Urban Meyer. Together in Florida, they, of course, won two BCS championships. Critics who connected the dots between player and coach argued Tebow's return robbed someone more deserving of a spot on the 90-man offseason roster. Jacksonville's transaction drew widespread criticism, but Meyer may have had an intriguing plan for his polarizing acquisition. This is where it gets to something we have talked about. It is the Taysom Hill roll, or a sort of Swiss Army knife roll for Tebow. The fact is, I think if Tebow makes this roster, he will partially do so as more of an H-back, even a fullback, Okay. Goal line situations. ESPN's Diana Rossini reported some people around the league believe the Jaguars will use him in a Taysom Hill-like role, which means he could throw, run the ball in short yardage situations, and catch some passes. He logged 1,047 passing yards, 4 TDs, 3 interceptions, and 1,145 rushing yards, and 18 touchdowns from scrimmage in four seasons. Tebow is three years older than Hill and has to knock years of rust off learning a new position. We also, look, it wouldn't be fair if we didn't step out there and say Tim Tebow is slower than Taysom Hill. Point blank. He is slower, okay? In his first week of training camp, Tebow had a highlight touchdown reception, even looked the part of tight end with a bulked-up frame. However, as expected, Tebow has to learn a lot and put into practice. CBS Sports' Pete Prisco noted the 33-year-old's unwillingness to take blocks and ranked him as the sixth best tight end on the roster. That's awfully odd because I have not heard that as of yet. Meyer had an honest assessment when he talked about uh, 
Tebow catching the the ball too much into his body instead of using his hands, which, of course, it can be a detriment on the field. Now, let's jump down to this because this is where the most interesting part comes in. Although it doesn't always look fluid or natural, Tebow has flashed in camp. As a bold prediction, ESPN's Michael DeRucco made a case that converted tight end could secure a roster spot. Tebow had the second most catches of any tight end in 707 and 1111 during the first four days of camp. His seven receptions trailed only Ben Eflinson at nine. Now, there's a couple of caveats to that. James O'Sonnessy missed time with an ankle injury, and the defense was not allowed to play press coverage or go after throws. Still, the 33-year-old who played in his last regular season game in 2012 hasn't had a drop, so he's sure-handed, and it shows that he has a grasp of the offense. He just needs to hold his own as a blocker once the pads go on, and he'll make the 53-man roster. While premier tight ends can catch and block, teams carve out roles for specialists who excel in only one of those areas. If Tebow uses his hands more in his body to catch the football, he could become a threat on obvious passing downs or in the red zone. Jaguars offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer believes Tebow's experience at quarterback allows him to see plays develop in the passing game. And uh, it does uh, talk about Florio here saying, I guess this was a report, quote, you see the football mind. You can see how he sees the game from the quarterback's point of view. There was a couple of plays days ago in the red zone where he thought C.J. Bethard, that is, broke out and scrambled left, and the first guy that he saw was Tim Tebow. He threw him a touchdown pass. Why is that? Well, he played the position. He stood back there and saw, oh, well, he's moving in this direction. I have to go with him. It is going to be fun to watch him compete in preseason. So there are two court, uh, t- tight ends on the uh, roster, Chris Manhurts and O'Shaughnessy, with more experience. But when, when we say more experience, neither has caught 30 passes in a single season. And the other two, well, eight uh, eight games and seven games, respectively. And they also drafted Luke Farrell, who didn't have more than 20 receptions at Ohio State. If Meyer and Schottenheimer want to turn Tim Tebow into Taysom Hill 2.0, the Jaguars can hand him the ball inside the 10-yard line. In two seasons with the Broncos, 887 rushing yards, 12 touchdowns. Tebow would look like a fullback. Mowing over defenders. Yeah, Tebow looks huge right now. Uh, so, that's what we're talking about. And we talked about the fact that if he makes the roster, it's likely going to be in that H-back, full-back, tight-end role, jack-of-all-trades. Look, I could see him getting 20 carries this season and 12 catches and four touchdowns because they gave him the ball inside the 10 and let him run it in. Okay? And also, don't lose sight of the fact, and we've talked about this before, he knows Meyer's offense because he played at quarterback in the offense, and he's also going to be a mentor to Trevor Lawrence, and and he brings that strong personality, that winning personality, that Charlie Hustle personality, 
to the locker room, and I think that's important. I think Urban Meyer wants to instill a certain kind of culture in the locker room. Uh, so, do I think he makes the team? I still think it's a long shot. Uh, however, could I see him staying on in some kind of an offensive role, assistant, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'd, I could absolutely see that transition happen. I cannot wait for preseason games right now. I can't wait. Can't wait to see Lawrence play quarterback, Tebow play, and, of course, tomorrow night, Mac Jones play for the Patriots. Peace. I'm out. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Live fans, we're going to be talking about Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans. And guys, I think we all, you guys all know how I actually feel about this situation with Deshaun Watson. I do not expect him to play a single down with the Houston Texans in 2021. It's not going to happen. I believe he's going to get on that, that exempt list. I truly do believe that or he will get traded. However, uh, Rhodes put up a video on this also. It seems like Deshaun Watson may be very, very difficult to trade because there's a strong possibility that whoever trades for him may not have him for two years. This year is Zemplis, and I do believe that some kind of a um, penalty will come down on Deshaun Watson from the league. And we know that if he is suspended by the NFL, that if he sits out this season, that doesn't count towards a suspension. And there's a possibility he could be suspended by the NFL for an entire season. So two years, that's a long time. And teams would have to give up a lot for Deshaun Watson right now. But teams really don't want to do that because why? You may not even have him for two years. There's a possibility. Uh, One year for sure. There's no doubt about that. Maybe a year and a half on a good day. Okay. But now, guys. The Houston Texans now have released their depth charts now. And Deshaun Watson, guys, you're not going to believe this. Over here on Pro Football Talk, Deshaun Watson lands at fourth string on Texans quarterback depth chart. Think about this, guys. Deshaun Watson on fourth string. Now, we know he's better than every single quarterback on the uh, Texans roster. We know that. Fourth string, I don't think he's going to see a down in the preseason. I really don't. I believe he's still one side of Houston. I believe that the Texans are also trying to uh, trade him. But also in reality, folks, he's not playing down this season. He's lost for this whole entire season. No matter how you spin this, Deshaun Watson is at fault for all of this. He signed a huge deal with the Texans, and then he was complaining that uh, he wasn't involved in who the next coach was. And uh, the coach was um, the coach that they hired is David Cully. He wanted to say in that also, you know, he wanted to make sure that the coach is black. They did that, but he still wants out of Houston. And now he has this whole thing 
with his legal issues that we're not going to dive into here. You guys know that he also did that to himself. And now he finds himself fourth on the, on the depth chart. I mean, they might as well put him 10th because he's never playing it down. But over here on a pro football talk by Mike Florio, it says we knew his status, but there's still something jarring about seeing it in writing. Quarterback Deshaun Watson, fourth stringer for the Houston Texans. Guys, a lot of people believe that Deshaun Watson is a top five ish quarterback. I wouldn't go top five, but he's definitely in the top 10 for sure. He is. And now he's fourth on his own team. On the team's on the team's first unofficial depth chart of 2021, Watson appears behind Tyrod Taylor, the projected starter, Jeff Driscoll backup, and rookie Davis Mills. Number three, he is behind Davis Mills. It's over. There's no other way to put this, guys. It is over for Deshaun Watson. With the Houston Texans. It's over. He has to know it at this point. That he's not getting out of this uh, legal situation unscathed. Well if he gets out unscathed from the legal issues. I'm pretty sure the NFL will drop the hammer on him. But I believe it's going to be a while. Before um, anything happens with the NFL. From what we know still. The NFL hasn't even talked to Deshaun Watson. I believe they talked to the one of the, one of his accusers. If I'm not mistaken, but man, he has like what? 22, 24 accusers. This is bad, guys. This is really, really bad. And Deshaun Watson with also possible criminal charges laying over his head right now. This is not good. The Texans know it. They may not even be able to trade him. And it says here, the development comes at a time when the Texans have realized they won't get what they want for him in a trade and that their best play will be to keep him around until his legal situation has resolved to the point that three first round pits and more will once be justified. Not anymore. For now, with all the uncertainty surrounding Watson, no one will make that kind of an offer. Of course not. It is not going to happen. But man, what a fall from grace for one Deshaun Watson. Fourth on the depth chart when we know he's better than all these players, all these quarterbacks that the uh, Texans have on the roster. He's going to end up on that exemplist. And the Texans, they're not going to carry four quarterbacks the entire season. They're going to carry probably three. Now, Deshaun Watson, he's going to have to be one of the three. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how the exemplist works. But um, he'll get all his money, but he won't be on the active roster. I believe that's the way it's actually going to work. And then if there's any type of suspension, that will actually come down the following season. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white live fans. Deshaun Watson, fourth on the depth chart. And if you told me this a year ago or told anybody this a year ago, they would think you were absolutely crazy. But Sean Watson, it's over for him in Houston. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Live, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. 
Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. There is further fallout from the Olympic Games, and now it has drugged the NFL into its failure, and NBC has a full-blown disaster on its hands. I just did a video over on the main channel, Black and White Sports, that this year's Olympics was the lowest-rated Olympics of all time. Summer or winter? Well, the plot thickens because a lot of people don't realize this. NBC and CBS actually swapped their coverage of the Super Bowl this year. It was supposed to be CBS next February. But because NBC has the Winter Olympics, which is going on at the same time, they agreed to swap out coverage of the Super Bowl. Now, NBC has both the Winter Olympics and and the Super Bowl. Well, the fallout from this Olympics is now about to affect NBC's NBC's uh, advertisers and the money they're going to make from their Super Bowl broadcast. Very quickly before we get to that, John Matrix, tell us about Jobby Coffee, please. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Jobby Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup. Add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee. Mix it up. Use whipped cream sugar, mock fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today. Now, very quickly, I'll just let you know when I make my coffee, 1% chocolate milk, Southern butter pecan, creamer, ready whip on top with cinnamon powder and two tablespoons of Javi coffee go in that mix it up wow it is unbelievable got that jolt of caffeine i'm looking for it is fantastic it tastes freaking amazing all right let's get to this story sports business reporter darren Ravel covered the 2008 beijing and 2010 vancouver olympics for cnbc this is fox news his current gig as Action Network senior executive producer put him in a situation where he wanted to consume games as a fan, but Ravel feels NBC 
made it difficult by putting an emphasis on streaming service Peacock instead of regular TV. I don't think NBC helped itself out, Rovell told Fox News. Obviously, they wanted to drive people to Peacock. I think that didn't work. Ravel said, NBC did a horrendous job driving people to linear television, regular television. They're putting too much emphasis on um, streaming right now. They really are. They're, there's only a fraction of people using streaming right now. I am, but a lot of people are not. My dad likes to watch the Olympics, generally speaking, in most years. And he, he has network television. That's all he's got. They, quote, they weren't great about telling you what's going on when. And that, that has no excuse. If you wanted to watch an event, a lot of people didn't know when it was on, which to me doesn't make much sense. He said the time difference was another clear issue during the age of modern technology, as he was told by CNBC in 2008 that fireworks behind a live shot should be ignored because the network hadn't aired the tape-delayed opening ceremonies yet. That was okay 13 years ago. It's not okay now, Ravel said, noting NBC continued to air events hours after they occurred. I think in the last five years, since 2016, things in general are now um, unavoidable. You cannot avoid something once a bleacher report or anybody else who gets into the feeds, which are sometimes like involuntary or inadvertent, based on what you subscribe to. In the last five years, they're unavoidable. Now, this is where the plot thickens because the the creator of the Ringer Podcast Network, the biggest sports podcast in the world, Bill Simmons, has blasted NBC now over their coverage particularly of men's basketball. Of course, Bill covers the NBA a lot. This this team was full of NBA players. Media mogul Bill Simmons blasted NBC when he tried to watch coverage of men's basketball. Quote, they're showing it at weird hours. After the game's in, they don't have replays of the game. You have to basically search for the game and hope there's a clip on there. And then, like about seven hours later... They'll show a seven-minute recap of the game, Bill Simmons said on his podcast. How can they F this up? How hard is this? There are so many basketball fans, Simmons said. It's 2021. How do you screw this up? Others complain that the games lack star power, and gymnastics legend Simone Biles pulling out of the schedule advance didn't help matters. Well, this is where the fallout comes in. The Wall Street Journal reported that some... Disappointed Olympic advertisers have been offered additional commercial time to, quote, make up for the shortfall compared with the audience size NBC had promised they didn't come close to delivering to advertisers, which is a common practice in the industry when ratings are underwhelming. Listen to this. Quote, some ad buyers said they might look for a discount on ads in the Super Bowl in the Super Bowl, or a slot in the Beijing Winter Olympics, which are set to start on February 4th, to resolve contractual issues, the journal reported. And he goes on to talk about, we've talked about how low the Olympic Games were. On Sunday, the closing ceremonies averaged 8.8 viewers to finish as the least watched ever. 
NBC has remained publicly upbeat despite despite the disappointing viewership, circulating a press release touting the 7,000-plus hours of coverage it made available, the closing ceremonies winning Sunday night, and Peacock, which is still relatively new, having its best two-week period ever. Deadline senior editor and TV critic Dominic Patton wrote that the NBC Olympics face-planted and mocks the network's positive media spin. NBC likely will never admit it, but the Comcast-owned network must be so relieved that the Tokyo Games are finally over. Patton wrote, noting that NBC boasting about ratings wins over shows like Big Brother aren't exactly what advertisers expected. That's not a lot to write home about from Tokyo or otherwise. So NBC, and look, we also know about all the social narratives around the Olympic ratings not being good. I just released a video on the main channel about it. But now NBC is getting hit in their pocketbook because these advertisers are now going to look at the Super Bowl Look at the winter games, and they want additional advertising for no more money. They want it just free because they paid for a certain amount of viewers. They buy, look, they sell advertising based on a certain amount of viewers, and NBC did not deliver that to their viewers. So the repercussion from all the social justice agendas, all the time differences, And everything else that went down is now going to crater NBC and their advertising dollars that they were going to get back. I think it's funny that they got hammered by Bill Simmons calling them out. And make no mistake, Bill puts out, I think it's uh, three or four podcasts a week and has a total of maybe like 25 million listens a month or something utterly ridiculous on his podcast just his just his he owns the whole network and he's got like 25 podcast different podcasts on there including ryan rosillo so bill said look nbc getting hammered by bill simmons is not a good look is not a good look he'll reach way more people than somebody like espn calling him out uh and and i started listening to this podcast the other day and they touched he this is where this quote came from. Bill Simmons was mad as hell. I mean, he went off cussing all through the beginning of that Ringer podcast because he couldn't figure out how to watch the freaking basketball games. He was like it's an utter failure from NBC. Tell me what you think black and white live fans. Now Roger Goodell and the NFL and NBC have to be concerned about their advertising dollar because of what they just let happen in the Olympics. Roger, Roger Goodell, you might want to take note of all some of that social justice crap you plan on pulling in this season and take a look at what happened at the Olympics. Peace. I'm out. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
All right, Black and White Live fans, we're going to be talking about the NFL and the great Marshall Falk. Hall of Fame running back for the Rams. He was tremendous when he played football. Now he's retired. And he actually has some words for everyone when it comes to whether or not you should get the jab. And guys, he sounds like a lot like us when it comes to the vaccine. Do your research. Get educated. If you decide to get the jab, that's your business. And don't listen to social media. He gave some very, very good talking points on this whole jab thing. Okay, so we're going to be diving into that in this video, guys. And here we go. NFL legend Marshall Falk urges Americans to get educated about COVID-19 vaccine. Falk, a pro football Hall of Famer, spoke to Fox News Wednesday on behalf of the NFL alumni health. Now, guys, this whole get the jab or not to get the jab thing, it is completely political. And I'm going to call out the Democrats on this because when Trump was in office, Democrats are out there saying, I don't I don't trust the vaccine. You know, Kamala Harris is on uh, TV or oh, Trump says to get it. I'm not going to get it. But now all of a sudden, since they have the power now, they're trying to push everybody to get vaccinated strictly because of political reasons. Now, Marshall Falk had this to say. About um, getting the vaccine, he actually got the jab. And this is what he said. He said, quote, my experience was good. I was one of the many people who didn't have any side effects. It's almost like I was relieved in a sense of all the things that were going on and how many lives were lost. I was anxious to get it. But what I do understand is there are some people who are apprehensive about it. And I think that we need to do this. We, we need, what we need to do is stand in our space and allow the vaccinated to be vaccinated and the non-vaccinated to not be vaccinated. So he's saying if you get the jab, that's fine. If you don't get the jab, that's fine. But I believe this is the most important part of what he said. He says that he said this, quote, don't listen to the pundits on social media, the stuff that you're reading. Actually, go to your doctor so you can make an educated decision, Falk said. That's what this whole thing is about. If we can get people to do that, then this whole campaign and what we're doing is going to be worth something. Just stop listening to the non-doctors, Bill de Blasio, and go listen to your doctors. Sit down with a healthcare professional and hear what they have to say about the benefits of doing it versus not doing it. And if you do it, what the repercussions are. Now, guys, this is all steaming out because, you know, Lamar Jackson doesn't want to get the, the jab. He's had COVID twice and Cole Beasley, Kirk Cousins. They don't want to get vaccinated. OK. Now, Marshall Falk makes a very good point here. Stop listening to these people on social media. You make up your mind. You do what you got to do. What's best for you? Some people, they can't get it. But to a person like Bill de Blasio saying you can't participate in society if you don't get the jab, that is just dangerous. 
And guys, it's just it sounds outright illegal to me that if you don't don't get the jab, you can't participate in society. That is just completely ridiculous. But hats off to Marshall Faulkman because he is 100 percent right. Everyone should be allowed to make their own decision. But we've seen this thing. It's so political now. The left is just so vaccine mandates. You know, they want mandates. If you don't get a mandate, you're basically not a citizen anymore. It's just completely wrong. Completely wrong. You have to make your own decision on this because you got to remember, too, folks, that the FDC has not um, certified these vaccines. I believe they're about to do one of them here pretty soon. But as of right now, they don't have the seal of approval from the FTC. They don't. I mean, or the FDA, I said, Fruit and Drug Administration. But what do you guys think of this? What do you guys think of Marshall Falk and what he had to say about this? He's one of the few out there that isn't trying to get this thing political. You got people in the sports media saying that the NFL should mandate vaccines or kick players off the league, Stephen A. Smith. This is ridiculous. Stephen A. Smith is not a doctor. Roger Goodell is not a doctor. We all need to take a step back and respect the people that want to get it and respect the people that don't want to get it. But we know it's just completely political. So people overall, I believe, don't trust the government anyway. And they made this whole thing political with the virus and everything. This is probably why a lot of people are still hesitant about getting a jab and probably why the federal government is actually missing his vaccine numbers. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white live fans, do you agree with Marshall Falk that people just need to get educated? We've been saying this for the longest time, and I'm glad that somebody with his standing has come out and said it. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Live, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.